Hello and welcome to the K-Scope podcast 125. Billy Reeves here in this edition. The new Pineapple Thief album is out on the 4th of September. Versions of the truth. We'll hear from Gavin Harrison on how much he loves Bruce Sword and from Bruce Sword on how much he loves Gavin Harrison. Record Store Day is back. Manson, Dead Flowers Reject on vinyl for the first time. We'll hear from Manson frontman Paul Draper on how that album was originally conceived and about the man who replaced him in Manson. Plus a little bit about the new Manson box set and a live track from the classic legendary Brixton gig in October 1998. First up though, Swedish legends Anecdoten, the latest in their K-Scope reissue series. A Time of Day is out now. This is a sky about to rain. i 
Anecdoten from A Time of Day, out now on mid-price CD and LP. That is entitled A Sky About to Rain. Anecdoten's tour is going ahead, certainly the back end of the scheduled dates in September and October in Sweden. So I'll be keeping an eye on that and see how that goes in the current climate. The Pineapple Thief, lots of action uh, this year. We've had the Little Man reissue in May, the Record Store Day October, 24th of October, uncovering the tracks, a reimagining of early stuff with Gavin Harrison's input. And on the 4th of September, the brand new LP, Versions of the Truth. You caught me in the black light no way out for us I thought it'd be a matter of time But you lost your head I followed you but you were out of sight I did everything I could to get you back into my Frequency, the frequency just for me. 
scattered voices Not one that I can say Is close enough for me to make it out No words that I can care about This is a world of silence This is a world where you are safe Yeah, I am lost in this frequency It's a frequency just for me I hear no voices, not the ones that I betrayed Versions of The Truth, The Pineapple Thief, the title track and the new video from the new LP. Recently I caught up with the father of the chapel, Gavin Harrison, and the gaffer, Bruce Sword. And it's a very different world from the last time I spoke to Bruce. We count ourselves very fortunate. We toured and finished the tour late December, which was, you know, just right in the nick of time. And yeah. um, and then came back and finished the record in, and we've yeah. all got studios at home. So yeah, no, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. You know, like live music, you know, post Brexit. I mean, it's a, yeah. There's lots, very yeah. Time. There's like you say, there's there's lots of challenges now. Not not just with like when people can start to mingle in sweaty venues again, but you know mm. what is on earth is going to happen about English bands, British bands being able to tour. Yeah, and yeah. vice versa, because you know, because you're going to have to, if you're a band coming here, you're going to have to have a, a thousand quid in the bank to prove that, and 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 uh, it's going to be the same with merch, where you have yep. to pay the VAT on it first. Right. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. It's going to it's going to cut both ways. Yeah. Nightmare. It Fucking is a nightmare. Now, Gavin Harrison, your drummer, is now much more involved in the embryonic writing stage. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we took that um, even further with the the, the latest record. Yeah. That um yeah but that's the uh the the input that that we have together I think is is a lot is is a lot bigger. What does it What does he bring to that? Is, it, is he you know how much is he interfering uh, with the songwriting <laughs> yeah. with the songwriting process? Because you said to me that you know a lot of the times you'll sit there and you'll kind of fiddle with the guitar. There'll be yeah. a little guitar figure and then there'll be a melody and an idea that goes over the top of that. Is that still the way things are written, or are you getting sort of like 
um, Gavin songs. Going, ah, okay, here's a great idea for a song, Bruce. Can you take it into nine time? Yeah. Which, which, how's it How's it all working now? Well, it's still. I think the songs still start in that 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 way. That I'll come up with an idea, a melody, and an, and a, and, a, and a phrase, or maybe a verse, and maybe a bit of a chorus, and then Gavin will come back and say, "Oh, I really like that. Really like this bit." But how about we chop this around and then he but it, with this um he's actually come back with some uh sort of deeper sort of i guess it's gone a bit deeper because you know he's I, without wanting to give too much away um he's he's got a few sort of tuned percussive instruments in his room that he's that we've used on the new record and he's also got um an old uh whirly a whirly um that, that says oh, yeah, so he's saying that yeah yeah, yeah. so, he, so yeah, he says lovely. how about this how about because i i mean one of the tracks um I couldn't get an ending. I was like, all right, it's, it's really good, but I just can't, I don't want it to go back there. I want it to go somewhere else. And he says, oh, Bruce, how about, why don't we try something like this? And he, and he sent me back a sort of a, 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 a phrase of, of chords. And I said, oh yeah, that's mm. perfect, that's perfect. And then I would get, then I would run with it. So yeah, it was, it's, a nice, it's a nice way of doing it. And I've, I really like it because working like this, because it's given the, the band uh, a, new, a new lease of life in terms of yeah. where do you go with the music and with the songwriting when you've been yeah. when you've been doing so many you know this is our what 13th 13th studio album Gavin regular listeners to the K-Scope podcast and my chats with Bruce will be aware of our conversations of his development as a singer um, over the most recent albums you know he used to regard himself as a guitarist who had to sing and now he's much more confident as a singer is your input helping that your kind of experience helping that oh absolutely and 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 bruce is a dream to work with because mm-hmm. he's got no ego yeah so i can say whatever i like including oh man that that's crap <laughs> that's yeah. right and he goes yeah yeah it is yeah forget that bit or i say to him uh you know, I, I don't really like that intro, Bruce. It's it's really duff. So let's do something else. I've worked with other, particularly singers in the past, where if I if I suggested to them that I didn't think their singing was good enough in that section, mm. or I thought the melody was duff, yeah, that would be quite a uh, that would be quite an uncomfortable conversation that <laughs> might really ruffle a few feathers. Um. You know, I once suggested to Bruce that I think he should get singing lessons to strengthen his voice. Yeah. I don't know any other singer on earth I could go to and yeah. I say, do you know what? I've got this idea. Why don't you have some singing lessons? I think it will really strengthen your voice. Bruce said, yeah, that's a really good idea. I'll do that. I just noticed that when we did, you know, on the first tour, something like 11 back-to-back shows. Yeah. His voice was struggling, and uh, and um, I said maybe a, a vocal coach could help you strengthen your voice so you can do more back-to-back gigs, yeah, without struggling. And he said, yeah, it's a really good idea. Um, I, I mean, I think the same thing about what I do. So I'm I'm full of insecurities and questions yeah. and doubt. I always think, yeah, I could have done something better. Especially if six months after the album's come out, <laughs> I listen to it and I think, mm, I've just had another idea for that song oh, what didn't I think of that yeah. I mean we j- all you can do as an artist is just do the best you can yeah. and hope people like it 
you can't try to please the audience because you'll never please everyone and they'll definitely let you know on social media <laughs> so you do what you think is right and if they're you know on the same wavelength as you they'll they'll recognize that and think it's it's an improvement or an e evolution or a mutation mm. or whatever they think of it that the band's moving forward and they yeah. like it and they support it and they play it to their friends yeah I want, that's a really good point i wonder if it's yeah i wonder if it's always been like that perhaps that's the link with the past perhaps when we when you and i were young and we thought you know the, the music papers the tastemakers the, the john peels and all the rest of it were were leading but when i think back i do think do you know what i without smith i wouldn't have heard joy division without johnny widdit i wouldn't have gone anywhere near orange juice so yeah maybe it is the you know maybe yeah. that's the link with the past and that's a really good point bruce i think one of the most instant tracks on the album and i think it's shot into my the pineapple thief top five is demons tell me about demons Bruce. well it's I, I think the sentiment uh, of the song is quite it's, it's quite it's quite a basic sentiment i think that we all every one of us probably grows up and gets a bit older and uh and those demons probably become more more um numerous and start clamoring a bit louder in your closet that is it's, it's very it's a it's a very simple song but it was it was written about you know a, um, a very specific event in my life um that happens like most of the songs that i write you know that, that they're about about things that happened and um so it's a really a, a cathartic um, it was a cathartic process, me writing that song, and really, it's an it's a, it's an apology song. It's a sorry song. Mm. It was only supposed to be a short-term thing. I've 
should know you put them in me. I guess I knew this all along. I hurt you. Yeah, I've got demons. Yeah, I've got demons. During these strange times, people have done lockdown sessions. I thought yours, Bruce, were really good. The sound quality, the two cameras and all the rest of it. How did that all come about? Uh, I remember Steve laughed at me. He said, uh, how many beers did you have when you agreed to do uh, this lockdown session? Because I didn't have a clue how to do it. So I found this software and um, and how because I knew I wanted to make it hi-fi. I didn't want to just do it through like a crappy speaker. Yeah. And... Um, and I got this software and then I thought, oh, it supports more than one camera. And I thought, let's put two cameras on just because I can. So I didn't really yeah. give it a lot of thought. I just thought, ah, oh, that'd be nice. And to set one up on, because I wanted to put a little GoPro on the end of my guitar, but I oh, couldn't right, get that yeah. to work. So I thought I'd try and get it roughly. But um, Yeah, no, I think it's a terrific idea because the, Go, the GoPro thing is like when, so many of uh, your contemporaries and you, when you do live blu-rays and dvds and all the rest of it that seems to be a bit of a thing yeah the gopro above the drum kit and on the guitar but it only works for about two or three seconds i think to yes. actually have it in vision all the time might be a bit annoying but yeah no, it's, that's it's, true it's, yeah it's really interesting seeing what you're doing with your left hand and of course you've done a lot of this in the past anyway haven't you you've done you can strip pineapple thief songs down to an acoustic and voice yeah yeah I think like I was, that. when you do those strip back things they are real you you're really on your own i mean especially me now you know people when when you're locked down like this you can't you really are on your own so i didn't have anyone um Mm. to play with yeah how did you feel about communicating with people like that because obviously you're getting you're getting this sort of like constant stream of people texting you especially you fool doing a request (laughs) doing the request show yeah how, how does how's that because um, presumably some of them you know some of them you don't your audience is quite disparate when it comes to geography how how did you find that it's it was really odd i, I remember um like talking in between songs i'd be staring at my studio wall 
but I'm ta- but I knew that I'd be ta- I'm actually I'm talking to people all over the world but I, so I so mentally I was picturing all these people like standing in my room so that so yeah. it was almost Naked. like kid yes I guess it's like an actor has to act when they're doing green screens you know I'm looking at this ball but actually it's going to yeah. turn into a dinosaur or whatever and um so I, I but after a while you actually believe it and so it did feel I did feel like um I think if you watch them back, you can see when I, in the first sort of 10 minutes, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? What am I doing? I'm on my own. Embrace them. Embrace the madness. And then embrace it. Yeah. So, um, and like you say, when I, I, as soon as I started asking for requests and then you see all these requests coming, I said, I don't even, I can't, oh yeah, I wrote that song, didn't I? Blimey. Yeah. Yeah.
Versions of the Truth, a new LP from The Pineapple Thief, out on the 4th of September. Now, Bruce was talking about the lockdown sessions. Uh, they really were amazing. I plugged my phone into my hi-fi. Tremendous sound quality. I know they've been recorded, so I wonder if they'll get a release. I'll try and find out from the powers that be at K-Scope. And keep an eye out. Hopefully there will be a, a The Pineapple Thief tour shortly. A record store day going ahead, 29th of August, imminently imminent. And there's another tremendous Manson release. The first time on vinyl for the Dead Flowers Reject LP, the companion, the sibling to the amazing Six LP. Paul Draper explains. Uh, when we did the Six sessions, we recorded about 30 songs so we had two albums worth and my plan was to make one album and stagger it and put out a second album you know pretty in pretty quick time and the record company just wouldn't go for that that's pretty normal now Foles have just done that their album in two parts you know what I mean and I want they so the, the tracks just appeared sporadically as you know on EPs and B-sides over the next year and stuff and it never, the, the tracks were just wasted and it was never but I always told people that I'd made a second album at the time and um, I did a little essay about it and put it out and fans have got the tracks and um, put them together, you know, and listened to their own version of it. But we've never had it with the proper artwork that was done years ago for it mm. ever being released. And so the fans are going to get a big surprise this record store day when for the first time in 22 years they will be able to go and buy the lost Manson record, Dead Flowers Reject, on vinyl yeah, from their off. local record store. <laughs> yeah. When you say that you recorded it at the same time as the six sessions, was it sort of like We Are Family and Say Chic uh, when you're recording two albums at the same time? Did you know which song was for which no. project? No. All as I had in my mind is I'm going to do two albums, so we we're flipping right. from one track to the other. So we were doing a track that ended up six. The next day we'd be doing a track that was, um, you know, we didn't know what it was. It was just a pool of songs. And then I was going to get them at the end and see how they all slotted together into okay. two albums. But it just makes me sort of like my heart sink a little bit. And I think, God, we wasted so many tracks. We just, mm. we just never, if, if someone could have just sat down with us and um, um, we were a unit and put the right tracks out to... Yeah, but why weren't they, why wasn't the, the sort of like the best of the two 
sets of songs amalgamated into one album then because six is a pretty nuts album whereas this is there's a lot more well there's a lot more pop on it yeah 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 well that was my that was my personal decision to take all the maddest (laughs) craziest stuff and Mm. do put the album out like that because i just thought we had enough in the tank that we could still make it a hit and i remember people at the time saying um no one's going to get this album, Paul, but it'll be massive in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, well, why, why won't, why won't they'll really like it in the future? And I'm like, why don't they like it now? Yeah. And while I was making Sick, there was roadies feeding me back information because they were, the band were travelling up to Chester to sing with this pub singer. Busy twiddling the Making the album, and, bands, and they were going to, yeah, all on my own, <laughs> with half of them not even playing on it, and me coming up with a lot of the guitar parts and... Mm. And uh, but they were rehearsing with this guy, but he couldn't sing. And they told him to base his act on John Power out of cast. So he robbed right. up, he robbed a lot of Johns. He had his hair permed and, and dyed ginger. To, and really? he, 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 John, right. John was a cool guy and a good I'll songwriter. Still, you know, still going, still going. going yeah. A proper artist and all like that. But yeah. you don't want to copy it that much. And then they got <laughs> they got the all changed cast um, album. All the all the roadies were telling me. And they were rearranging all his lyrics and his songs and the uh, the chord wow. structures. And so they had a song where he where he was going, fly, fly through my mind. I'm going to fly in the sky, in the back. And they're like, <laughs> oh, the band are going, right, okay, can we do wide open space? And he's going, I'm in a wide And he couldn't get it and he kept slamming his acoustic guitar down. Because wow. they said the singer had to have curly ginger hair, bob up and down, have an acoustic guitar like the lead, sing- lead singer of the Seahorses. <laughs> Where do you stand on record store day, record shop day, as I'm insisting it be called in this country? Because it strikes me that this is the perfect reason to release something. It's you know there it is in record shops. It's physical. It's on white vinyl. It's 180 gram. All the rest of it. It's perfect to get record shops up the agenda and spoken about. And yet it seems that the majors are are using it to you know sort of punt basically a load of old toot. And it worries me hugely. What's your opinion on record shop day? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm big on it, you know, I've um, only because that everything that I've contributed to Record Store Day, Record Shop Day, so <laughs> far has been good. You know, we did uh, the Legacy uh, EP, which just sold out straight away, which was which was a great record, because back in the 90s, we'd do two CDs, you know what I mean? Yeah. So by the time we put it on one 12-inch vinyl, it had seven tracks on it. Yeah. And we did Wide Open Space uh, EP, Again, we only did a thousand, and you know, it was in the top ten on records all yeah. day up there with you know Bob Dylan and yeah. you two and stuff. Yeah. But we only printed a thousand. We're only doing little runs of it, you know what I mean? And um, so that so their price, you know, doubles and triples on eBay and yeah, discogs. Well, yeah, I don't like that. You know? I, yeah, yeah, I really, really don't like that. I don't like that, um, and I will avoid anyone who tries to get me to sign things so they can mm. pass it on. But I've got no problem with genuine fans. At all, you know, um, I want genuine fans to get hold of this stuff. You see, my fear looks like laughter. That's why you never hear me scream.
check under the bed from Dead Flowers Reject by Manson. Check out recordstoreday.co.uk for all the details of this year's releases. Now, Paul tells me he's putting the final touches to the second Paul Draper solo album. And, of course, the big news for Manson is the Closed for Business box set uh, coming out in November, which you can uh, pre-order now. And they're going fast. Most astonishing uh, collection of music, live stuff, unreleased stuff, album stuff, B-side stuff rare concerts, rare radio sessions, DVD, including the track I'm going to play out with, the classic Being a Girl from the 23rd of October 1998 concert at Brixton. There's a video for this online. The whole concert is part of the box set. I'll see you for the next K-Scope podcast. John Gom, Gaspacho and Lunatic Soul coming up before the end of the year. Speak to you soon. Ta-da! Looking at a lemon and I judge myself by the outbacks I see my
Well, be 